Hey, this is Jonathan, and this is my biohacker review of Chaga 8 to 1 extract, and this is from the good folks at Lost Empire Herbs. And this stuff is a nootropic coffee cofactor. So in this review, I'm going to talk about my experiences with it, why you might want to try it, and then I'll delve into a bit of the science that is done on it. So like I said, this stuff I think just goes together with coffee beautifully. You know, we really love coffee, right? And I'm, but, but with me, I'm like, you know what, coffee is great, but it could be, it could be greater. It could be fantastic. I feel like coffee is just, it has so much potential. And chaga is one of the things that takes it to the next level. Recently, I have been spiking my coffee with uh, clumps of this stuff. And along with a couple of other things like cinnamon, Kerrygold butter, and uh, coconut milk. Babe, what else do we add to my coffee? Basically, that's it. Okay, yeah, 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 that's what I've been taking. And it's a, a beautiful, beautiful experience as it runs down my throat. I'll post a couple of photos of my coffee because it is something that I feel so very strongly about. Along with these things, uh, chaga is one of my favorite coffee additives. In fact, I wish that at my favorite cafe, I could just order coffee with chaga in it. So it has a classic nootropic effect. It energizes you. It seems to give you a bit of a uptick in your cognition. It seems to make me a bit more focused. It seems to elevate my mood just a bit for, for several hours after I take it. I would say that it's not necessarily like some of these uh, really hardcore nootropics that are going to like put you into a different kind of headspace all day long. I would say you're gonna get probably a solid like three to four hours of enhanced you out of dumping some chaga in your coffee. And I, I didn't use it in the evenings as I suspect that energizing property would mess with my sleep. And you can also consume chaga as a tea. In fact, I think chaga teas are becoming increasingly popular. And if you make it into a tea, it'll make your tea taste like coffee, which is awesome, right? We all want more, more coffee-like experiences in our lives. Although I, yeah, I think it goes nicest in coffee. It has a bit of a texture to it. So it's not something that's really gonna like stick in your throat or possibly make you sneeze and cough. I, I think it, yeah, adds to the aesthetics of your steaming cup of joe. And chaga is praised as an immune enhancer. That's one of the primary features of it. And I was you know, pleased to find that me and my wife, we use some chaga throughout the chilly winter months here in Eastern Europe, and we managed to not get sick, which is great. So 
I will summarize some of the chaga science that is out there. On PubMed, you can find over 200 scientific papers referencing chaga, although it lacks human clinical trials. And I'll summarize some of the recent interesting findings. So a recent Russian overview describes its wide array of effects. The use of mushrooms as functional foods and in the treatment of disease has a long history. Chaga is a mushroom belonging to the, oh my gosh, crazy long Latin uh, categorical name that I'm not going to try to pronounce. And chaga has possible anti-cancer, antiviral, and hypoglycemic properties. A plethora of findings have highlighted the potential molecular mechanisms of action of this mushroom, such as its ability to scavenge reactive oxygen species, inhibit the growth, the growth of tumors, decrease inflammation, and insulin resistance in type 2 diabetes, and stimulate the immune system. And it is also a potential digestion hack with a gastroprotective anti-ulcer effect. And this is from a 2019 assessment published in the International Journal of Medicinal Mushrooms. Quote, oral administration of ethanolic extract of chaga exhibited anti-ulcer activities in all models used. The ethanolic extract of the chaga showed an effective anti-ulcer activity, which could be due to the presence of various biological active compounds. And it acts against lung cancer, interestingly, via a mitochondrial mechanism. Here's from a 2019 paper. Collectively, our results demonstrate that chaga polysaccharides acts on cancer cells through a mechanism by which AMPK triggers the apoptotic pathway via the opening of mitochondrial permeability transition pore and reducing mitochondrial membrane potential, leading to an inhibition of ATP production. Therefore, our study provides solid foundation for the use of chaga polysaccharides as a promising alternative or supplementary medicine for cancer therapy. And then there is a Chinese paper that identified one of the polysaccharides in chaga that not only has great potential to postpone physical fatigue, but has also shown potential to improve mental fatigue. Furthermore, a recent Ukrainian study interestingly noted that chaga treated with colloidal silver as it grew ended up with more potent biological constituents. So it's not suggesting that colloidal silver is a cofactor that you should take with chaga, but it's just kind of opening a promising research doorway into treating these uh, mushrooms with things like colloidal silver while they're growing, and that this could even further potentiate the uh, quantity and quality of those biologically active ingredients that are in them. You know, with something like chaga, chaga is different than something like paracetam. Paracetam is one 
molecule. You can go Google image search it and take a look at it and be fascinated. Go and make it your, uh, make a tattoo out of it if you want to get crazy, you know. But chaga is comprised of probably hundreds of different molecules that act together with a synergy. And so, you know, maybe in the future we'll see people that are treating their chaga plants with a bit of colloidal silver and then ending up with really fantastic out of this world chaga. You could call it chaga silver. That has a, a ring to it, doesn't it? So in conclusion, I'd like to see some human clinical trials that are done on chaga because there are none now. And generally, I'm kind of skeptical of things that have no human clinical trials that are done on them. You know, we call these things research chemicals and we advise some skepticism around them. However, in this case, chaga is one of these things that has been used since time immemorial. It is found in both North America, Northern Europe, and Asia. And so, unfortunately, the pharmaceutical companies, the health regulating agencies, and the universities with their billions and billions of dollars, boy, they just, they just don't have a lot of interest in funding clinical research on things like chaga, on the natural medicines that our ancestors have used since so long so that they could stay alive in a really brutal world, the, the institutions that exist in society that are enjoying so many of our taxpayer dollars, they just don't give a rat's ass about this sort of stuff. Really kind of says something about the, the state of things, doesn't it? So I, I feel pretty good about chaga. I feel like given the probably millions of people that have used it, and certainly the thousands of people that talk about using it on the internet, there's a real lack of people reporting negatives from it. So I feel like even given that lack of clinical science, I feel like I would place it pretty high on the list of things that I would recommend, certainly for the coffee, like I said. Okay, finally, I'll just mention with these mushrooms, with these nutraceuticals, the purity is always a concern because these things can be grown all over the world and not all sources are gonna produce an equal product. If you go on Amazon and you order whatever is the cheapest thing, or if you just grab a bottle of something off of the shelf of your local vitamin college, uh, vitamin cottage is, I believe, what it's called. Vitamin college is probably something different. If you just undiscriminatingly grab a bottle of mushrooms and take it, you're kind of taking a chance because, unfortunately, a lot of sources, they do not verify a lack of toxicity in it. And it is a mushroom. It is going to absorb toxins from the environment. That's why I'm a really huge fan of Lost Empire Herbs that has really high quality assurance standards. They even publish on their website their testing of the soil that these things are produced in. And you can go and check out those COAs, those PDFs. I link to them on my website. You can find them via the links below this 
presentation. So because of that, I offer a free biohacking consultation to anybody that picks up $100 or more worth of Lost Empire Herbs stuff. And you can go on my website. I've got actually a really cool flow chart that breaks down their product line. And so you can kind of think about what you're looking to accomplish as a biohacker. And then you can make some selections from there and then forward that receipt that you've made via the links below this video or on my website again and you forward it to me and then me and you can schedule a Skype consultation. We can do it privately or I actually have some people that like to talk to me on my live show. I do a live uh, cast, kind of like a radio show, but it's via the CastBox app on Sundays and a lot of people like to talk to me live. So whatever is clever for you, I'd love to get in touch with you again. I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset and look forward to a continued conversation with you.